Welcome to the Build Up on Balls.ie in association with Labrooks. Please bet responsibly. Visit dunlui.net for further information. Hello and welcome to the Build Up here on Balls.ie, your weekly look ahead to the biggest sporting events of the week ahead in association, of course, with Labrooks. Now, I'm Mick McCarthy and delighted to be joined today by former Irish international and regular guest, obviously, Kevin Doyle. Because Ireland are back in, we're going to get our first win under Stephen Kenny tomorrow night we hope anyway <laughs> Kevin but before we get to uh, before we get to Ireland and there's a good bit of talk about with Stephen Kenny's summer camp and everything like that uh, I just wanted to go backwards actually to the Champions League final on Saturday night because there's been so much talk afterwards it, you know Chelsea did everything they were supposed to do played very very well scored a very very good goal but all the talk seems to be a Pep Guardiola not playing a defensive midfield player and basically overthinking another big match and another final as he tends to do you swear he'd won nothing this guy but that's mm-hmm. the way people talk where what what camp do you sit in when you start when you oh win? listen I, in this one i think you know what chelsea were grand man city you're overthinking it if if he'd have gone more defensive everyone would go why did he change why didn't he just you know i have the players they come in i remember last year's one he went defensive didn't he and he thought he overthinked it. he went two defenses just go out and play it away man city and they'll um you know they'll win it and they said he got criticized for being too defensive and this one in the final he gets criticized for not being defensive enough listen it just it's a one-off game you know that's the thing about the final he gets a final doesn't matter how good or how great you are you're playing against a decent team anyone can win a one-off game so um i think you just have to hold your hand up it's a bit more of a lottery when you get to a final in the one-off game and you know i don't i don't feel you overthink this one i think this is a decent chelsea performance um man city still you know, still put pressure on, still dominated a bit. Funny, actually, last few minutes to see him putting long balls into the box. That was, um, gave me a smile, you know. You know, they're, they're trying out at that stage. But, um, no, listen, I, I feel from a bit in this one, he, he was in a no, he had to win the game or he was going to get criticised no matter what he did. Absolutely, yeah. And a uh, coaching masterclass from uh, from Chelsea yeah. and, and Thomas Tuchel and uh, Anthony Barry, of course, who's linked up with yeah. the uh, Irish squad now, which... Uh, uh, segues nicely into, I suppose, what we want to talk about, which is um, these camps, right? So we're playing Andorra tomorrow night, and a, a weird friendly, but again, you want to you want to spend a couple of weeks with your with your team in Spain, playing Hungary um, next week. So two games to try and get that elusive win, but more importantly, I suppose, it is a couple of weeks with the players for Stephen Kenny. Mm-hmm. We talked last week about the last day of the season and about being on holidays and in your head and everything like that. And you kind of had a sort of a wry roll of your eyes going, well, you were probably going to meet up with Ireland and play in some shitty tournament. And it did not be, it's like, it's not exactly, if you're not in the major tournaments, it's not exactly where players want to be at this time of year, is it? Uh, listen, it depends on your season as well and your club form and how you've gone. You know, you can imagine the Ireland's club form, you see the Sheffield United players relegated. The last thing, unfortunately, you want to be doing is meeting up and it'll be spun this in this your your international team and it's caps and it's so important but you know how can you spin that andorra in andorra um in june no matter what way you spin it it's not exactly setting your world alight when maybe you could be much better off you know thinking the bigger picture thinking you know use these players to get relaxed get freshened up for big games coming in september so you can look at it either way i went in most of these trips um, a few I missed with niggly injuries. I went to a couple of American trips. The one thing they are good at, and you, you can be a bit on the way going, geez, I could do a holiday here, and mentally more even than physically, um, to freshen up and really look forward to getting back pre-season training because this brings you another two or three weeks. All of a sudden, 
you're on these trips and you're getting emails from your club about when you're meeting back up for preseason training, getting that from them, and you're just like, listen, I just need a break here. Um, but you do, you do get, you do feel a real, you do get a sense of team building and team bonding once you get there and you're together and you you enjoy it and you have fun and you do make you know, I suppose friendships and and the whole bonding side of things it does it definitely adds to it. I suppose the ones I was on, to be honest with you, so many of the first team players would have pulled out that when it actually came to the qualifiers, the the team building and bonding and training that you did in the summer camps. Were, were pretty much a waste of time because it came to the qualifiers, everyone was back who, who was going to be involved and the stronger squad was back and a lot of the, the work you would have done in the summer was sort of pointless. But um, in this case, in fairness, he has most of yeah. he has most of his squad. I don't think there's been many, any pullouts. Um, he has most of those players there who will be the same squad that get together in, in September. Yeah, actually, that's a, the, I was going to say the same thing. It's like, what does a manager get out of this? Because, you know, you're talking about how... Um, how it can be a tough thing and how like if you have even the, like nobody's pulling out for no reason but if you have even a niggly yeah. you're probably not going to go if, if there's that thing but I don't know if these players feel a certain responsibility because of how the last year has gone for Ireland or whether it's a good sign for the camp that like I mean Callum Robinson pulled out Aaron Connolly pulled out like there's one more and then there is a couple of like we know injuries like people like Callum O'Dowda who right. are out at the moment but like everybody else is there you know and for me, I don't know. I, I just took that as a good sign. Would you agree that, that people are dedicated yeah. to this cause? It would have been very easy to pull out. You know, the run they're going through, um, you know, no one would really said that in the end of the season. It's easy to have a niggle. You can get your club physio to even say, and most are legitimate. You have a sore knee. Not going to stop you playing, but you're better off having a rest. But in this case, everyone's turned up. And they even like to Seamus Cole. I know Seamus is the captain, but he's so experienced, so many caps. He could probably do a rest, to be honest with you. Um, but he's there and he's you know, committed to another two or three weeks, two weeks, um, couple of games. He doesn't need, he doesn't need the games. You know, he's lots of miles under the belt. Seamus, he body could probably do with a rest. Um, but he's there and, you know, I said the majority of squad are there. I'd like to see Aaron Connolly there. You know, he's a bright hope for us. He's had so many different problems, hasn't played too many games. You know, seems to have injuries a lot. It would have been a great opportunity for him to come and start, nail down his place, get a goal or two, you know, and, you know, he was one I would have really liked to see play play a couple of ninety minutes and get a goal, but not to be. Um, but in the main, they're there. It will stand to him. I said, is the majority of squad, the majority of lads who will play. So in that sense, um, and he needs it. He hasn't had he hasn't had a camp like this, Stephen. He needs every minute he can with the with the players to hopefully get him believing, getting getting confidence in him, getting his point of view across, getting more and more a style and a pattern of play and a way to win win games like listen we need to beat Andorra like, we need to win and get that off his back before he gets the important games um, Hungary won't be easy they're going to the tournament so this Andorra one is terrible to say pressure on an end of season but it is pressure and even more so because we should really really be beating them um, yeah. and reasonably comfortably you mentioned that he hasn't had too much time now like all international managers I would say would take these couple of weeks uh, you know a, a, a lot more important than the players would because of this but given the weird situation with COVID and with all of the dropouts and with all of the shortened camps and smaller squads, everything that he's had to deal with. Like, I, you know, you know what it's like to work with new international managers when they come on board and if they do want to get different points of view across. It does take a little bit of time if they want to do something more than a back-to-basics. Yeah. And Stephen clearly does want to do more than a back-to-basics. You can see it in the style of play that, you know, 
they've they've come on and they've developed it in certain ways and they do play a certain way. But that next step takes a little bit of work, doesn't it? Yeah, you know, and and I know the style of play is different to, to maybe what we've seen at Ireland, but to be honest with you, it's nothing, you know, magic. It's what most nearly all of them are doing with their club anyway. So in saying we have to put in a different style of play, not really to what they do week in, week out, just into what we're used to seeing Ireland play in the last number of years. Um, you know, so it's not it's not rocket science for the players. It's more getting them used to being beside each other at back four or back five, whatever, getting to know their teammate in that sense and position and, and trying to be, instead of having to think of something, it becoming natural because they're trained together and they're doing it you know, day in, day out for a couple of weeks, which he hasn't had the chance to do. No international manager really does. This is your only opportunity, or if you go to a tournament, you have plenty of time to try build on it leading up to it. But um, I sometimes, you know, I smile when people are, I don't know if they're defending or, or trying to make a case for giving Stephen more time, however, and players need loads of work on, on shape and, and and style of play. It's not, it's not rocket science. We're just trying to, build up fairly okay from the back and try score goals and win games. Um, he's not reinventing the wheel. He's just trying to get Irish players to believe in themselves a little bit more and this bunch of players, which they do every week at their club. So um, the whole thing to me is getting players used to each other and doing stuff second nature besides yeah. players that they're not used to doing week in, week out. But you have been positive in general, so it might not be rocket science and it might we, we, we can't sit around and say it's going to take years for us to instill a yeah. play because it is, it's as you said, it's not rocket science, it's simple enough. But you have been fairly positive about what he's trying to do and, and, and think that he's getting unlucky. When, yeah. I don't know if you're wavering on that, or when do we think, when is enough enough? Like Because we've lost the Luxembourg, yeah. it's a friendly against Andorra. Like, when do you think that the, we, the, 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 you know, it starts to turn for well, you, you, you give Stephen his contract to see it out and see how we go in these um, when we start back again in the big games and our important games in September. You give him a chance to build and put his in. You know, he's had lots. You could make a, a, lots of ex, know, excuses or valid reasons why he's had such a tough start. Different coaches coming and going, players retiring, um, COVID, everything, injuries. He has to have a really bad run, um, you know, of look that way. Um, some decent performances at times in games, but not putting it together for 90 minutes. We haven't won. We need to win games. And you can say we don't have the players, this, that, or the other, but we have the players to beat Luxembourg and, and Andorra's and teams like that. There's plenty of international teams who, who get results beyond the sum of their parts, and that's what he needs to do. He needs, you know, there's no point in Stephen. I, I, I definitely give him all the opportunity in the world to, to, to try to get this right, and it's been good to watch at times. Um, we still need to win games. So, you give him to the end of his contract, you reassess it then, um, you give him his chance, and that's all you can do. And, uh, you know, the one thing I would say is he was after the last game, and he was right at the end of it. I was doing the game for RT, and right at the end of the of it, he was interviewed, and we get, didn't get a chance to talk about it afterwards. But he gave a very passionate interview, um, and, and he was talking about, he was criticizing how people, I think he said the words, were coming out of woodwork and having a go at him, um, which I thought was a bit. You know, listen, you see any Irish manager isn't winning. Ask Mark O'Neill about people having a go on. Trapatoni, Steve Staunton, it's the job. You know, it's not, I wouldn't take it on board personal. Um, if you're not winning, if you don't win in 10 or 11 games, people are going to criticise. You know, we're not going to sit there and say, this is great, yeah. Um, you're going to criticise. And he, he shouldn't be reading that or listening to it. You know, that's, that's media and that's all the other side of it that he doesn't have to worry about. I don't know. You know, it worried me a little bit that that upset him. Because he's a professional and he knows if you're managing a team, an international team, and you haven't won for this long, he's getting, he's getting, I would say, fairer treatment than, you know, if Steve Stoughton was in charge. Martin O'Neill, Giovanni Trapattoni, 
you know, whoever, Brian Kerr, they all, everyone gets criticism. So he shouldn't react to that. He should, that should be, you know, he should be above that. And, and, you know, that's all us in the background. That's just noise. And he needs to concentrate on his job and not be affected by that. Absolutely. And look, we hope, hope it goes well this week anyway. And I suppose, there, as you mentioned, there's a lot more important games to come and we'll be talking about them plenty. Uh, look, our focus is going to turn to the Euros pretty quickly here. And <clears throat> I suppose this part of the world, uh, with the league, we all watch the league you yeah. played in. We're always going to be focused a little bit more on England than everyone else, for, for good and bad, I would say. But their, their squad announcement, I don't know if there was any major surprises. I suppose mm-hmm. once you have a 26-man squad, it takes away a lot of the decisions. For example, Trent Alexander-Arnold getting in as one of four right-backs in this in the, in the squad. But, uh, you know, two, two former Irish internationals, uh, Kevin, named in their... Uh, in, get, getting... Uh, <laughs> Four and seven jersey, so uh, po- possible starters there. So maybe yeah. there's two people Stephen Getty could have done with. But any um, the future could have been so bright. I know. Imagine uh, we have a great future behind us. But any, I don't know. I suppose we all look at this time of year and this time of the of a tournament cycle, and we start to look at teams who's going to win. And England, you're just getting to that point where you're thinking there's probably not a better squad out there than this. And we know they always blow it and they'll blow it eventually. But this is the one that, like, we always slag the English press. Sorry, I'm, I'm asking this yeah. in every way. We always take the piss out of the English press for saying they're going to win every tournament that they go into and they're setting themselves up for a fall. But this is the kind of a squad they should be looking at going and winning. Yeah, and I don't think there's as much, I don't know. No. I don't think the English press are hyping them up. It feels more relaxed going into it. Um, all the super superstars are gone, you know all the problems of the past and how you fit these players into the teams and, and egos, there doesn't seem to be. So you'd be a bit quietly more, listen, more belief in the England team. Um, and, and, you know, you look around the tournament, it's hard to pick out a, a hot, I know Belgium are number one in the world, but they have their own problems. Hazard, you know, who would have been their best player? De Bruyne, I suppose is now, but Hazard is, you know, not in form for them and he's key. Um, France, to me, are strong. Um, Portugal, I think Ronaldo is going to drag them down a little bit. He'll still score goals and everything, but I just think for you need your 11 players to be added. I don't know if he's, you know, he's he's more of a goal hanger, goal poacher at this stage. Um, so England, to me, have a fantastic opportunity. It's just so hard to say they'll win it because we've probably all said it in the last few tournaments um, that it's England's tournament has not been, but... Again, you would have to think they'll get to a semi-final final, and then it's it's like Man City, Chelsea. It's it's a lot, not a lottery, but it'll be a one-off game, and and it could go either way. But you'll you'll see them in the semi-final. You'd imagine maybe a final, um, and it's a group of players where I know we're Irish, and you don't want to say you'd like to see England win. Um, it goes against <laughs> it goes against their natural instinct, but you know it, it is a group of players who you feel are. A real decent bunch of players. They've got a fantastic centre forward and Harry Kane. You know he'll be there, thereabouts, top score, close enough. And um, yeah, they're just they're strong all over the pitch. And he'll be he'll be criticised no matter what for who he didn't pick or did pick. The four right backs. You'll probably hear that at the end of the tournament if they if they get knocked out in the semi final final. Why do you pick four right backs? But it's a twenty six man squad. They're all strong players. Four right backs, but listen, they're they're all a bit different. Um, yeah. I don't want to say they'll win it, but you would you definitely really wouldn't be surprised this time if they did. No, it could happen. It's it could happen. Best we all have to figure out how we feel about it and uh and, you know, like yeah, uh so that'll be a whole other uh thing. But we'll have plenty of time to talk about it during the Euros. Um, Kevin, we're gonna have a show, um a special show 
put yourself on more details on that to come but um for now enjoy if that's the right word the Ireland match tomorrow night and against Hungary and we'll chat to you soon cheers mate thanks a million to Kevin and of course if you're having a bet on Ireland games Euros anything at all of course uh, please always do gamble responsibly visit the movie we'll be back with more build up very soon